You know, God isn't interested in the quality of our voices or the sound of our voices. Otherwise, He would have given us all perfect voices. But it's our heartfelt worship to God that is a sweet, sweet sound in His ear. The sounds of His children abandoning themselves in praise to Him. You're listening to a podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. This is week four of our Identity Series. We hope that this message encourages you to grow deeper in your understanding of who you are through the eyes of Jesus. So good to be in church today. And I hope you've been enjoying this series that we've been doing at the moment called Rhythms of Grace, learning to live the way that God intended us to live. In our modern culture that's become so fast-paced, it's actually hard to live in the rhythms that God created for us to live in. Anyone here tired? (laughs) All the parents put their hands up. (laughs) Anyone feeling burnt out? You know, I hope... Parents, that over the school holidays, you've had some time to refresh and relax, but I'm sure you are looking forward to uh, the kids going back to school so you can have a real holiday. But I love the message version of Matthew chapter 11 that we've been using during this series. I'm going to read that to us. These are the words of Jesus. Are you tired, worn out? burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's a beautiful scripture, isn't it? And over the course of this series, we're looking at different ways that we can learn to live in the unforced rhythms of grace, to live and walk more intentionally as God intended. And today I want to share about the practice of singing as a way of learning to live in the unforced rhythms of grace. Now, if you're not a singer out there, please don't freak out right now and run out the door. There's something in this for all of us, I promise. But one of the ways that God uh, invites his people to walk with him is by singing his praises. The Psalms of Ascent were songs that communities would sing together as they literally walked to the hill of Jerusalem. We were created to live a life of worship to God. And worship isn't just singing. Rather, singing is just one aspect of our life of worship. And God gave us his gift of singing as part of our worship because he knew that it would be good for us, body, mind, and soul. Scripture tells us that true worship through singing comes from the Holy Spirit's work in our heart. In Ephesians 5, it says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, And songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. A Spirit-filled Christian has a praise-filled heart towards the Lord. When we gather together, the expression of a Holy Spirit-filled Christian is speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord. The struggle is sometimes real to make melody with your mouth. I get it. But thank goodness Paul says, make music with your heart. And the psalmist actually says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So no matter what your ability is this morning with singing, this includes you. 
Because singing is a gift from God to us, even if it doesn't sound great. In a physical sense, our worship to God actually has neurophysiological benefits. That's a big word. But radiologist Andrew Newberg earlier this century was the first to discover the effects of worship on the brain and scientifically prove that worship has a significantly positive effect on the brain and on your hormones. In fact, not only is dopamine produced, that's that happy hormone that makes us feel really good, Newberg actually proved that the brain continues to grow as we worship. This picture that, New, uh, that Newberg took of the brain activity while praying actually speaks volumes to the effect of worship on our brain in prayer. At least that's what they tell me. I looked at numerous of these uh, slides and I couldn't work it out, and I'm sure some of you can. I know there's differences in colour. But I'm fascinated by the fact that the, uh, that the brain responds to worship. There's actually a physical response to worship that modern-day science has been able to prove. Here is the really basic summary of Newberg's findings. The results showed a significant decrease in the effects of the fight-or-flight hormone, adrenaline, which creates that highly anxious or panicked state. So if you are highly anxious or panicked right now, you need to worship because there's a significant decrease in adrenaline that, is produced, uh, that isn't produced when you worship. So not only is there a decrease in adrenaline, but there is an increase not only in the capacity but also implementation of empathetic empathetic feeling and thinking. The gamma waves that are produced when we worship not only make us feel better, but they also increase our intelligence. So in layman's terms, as you worship, you transform into a more intelligent, nicer, more forgiving, more trustworthy person. Turn to the person next to you and say, you should worship more. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Actually, the truth is that we should all worship more because we all need to maybe become a bit more intelligent, but become nicer, more forgiving, more trustworthy people, to be more like Jesus every day. And do you know what? The test subjects in this study only spent seven minutes a day in worship. Seven minutes a day to change your brain. So if you commit to just seven minutes a day of worship to God, your brain physically will change. And from there, God will continue to change your life seven minutes a day. You know, if we've been believers for any great length of time, we'll know that this is true in the, the spiritual sense. We feel it. But the fact that, that science has actually proven it in the physical sense is amazing, don't you think? Singing is a good rhythm of life that God has given us. And it's not just good for our mind, it's good for our body and it's good for our soul. Singing is such an important part of our worship to God. You know, there's at least 10 different Hebrew words in the Bible to describe praise and worship. And I don't think our modern day translations do them any justice whatsoever. Seven of these words are repeated over and over again. And I'm going to highlight those ones for us today. And please forgive me if I butcher the uh, Hebrew pronunciation, but you'll get the drift. So the first one is Shabbat. To lift up a shout to God or address him in a loud voice. 
We actually often do this after we sing a great song that lifts our hearts and our spirits and we clap and we cheer God with Shabbat. The next one is Zamar. Play instruments and sing along. Our team does a great job week after week of leading us in Zamar worship, don't they? Yes, they do, Susan. Great. Thank you. The third one is Todah. Ta-da! To lift your hands as a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, not just when you feel like it. I might not be feeling it right now. I might be going through some struggles. But God, I'm going to choose to lift my hands to you. Ta-da! Is the choice to lift your hands in worship to God. It's a choice. Tahila, sing loud and joyfully. Celebrate God and enjoy Him with a loud song. Sing from everything that is within us. Sounds really intense, doesn't it? Some of you are great at Tahila kind of praise. Barak, means to kneel down and bless in adoration and in brokenness, to humble yourself before God, to bow down and humiliate yourself before God. Sometimes we just need to humble ourselves before God. We need to get down on our knees in praise and adoration in brokenness. In Psalm 34, David says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise, his barak, will always be on my lips. I will barak in heart and life. I will continually humble myself before the Lord. Yada, yada is to raise your hands not by choice, but as a response to what God is doing. Respond to his presence. I actually just can't help but raise my hands in worship to him. Halal. Halal is, as you might guess, where we get the word hallelujah from. To shine, to boast, to put on a show, to rave, to celebrate, and to be clamorously foolish. Any of you thinking that as we kept singing hallelujah in that song before? I can't get it out of my head now. Halal for Yah. Rave for God. Freak out for God. It's mentioned over 120 times in the Bible. It's God's favourite word for praise, to be clamorously foolish, to rave. It's hard to be comfortable with this Hebrew word for praise in a public sense. I mean, I love worship. I love singing. I even love dancing a little bit. But I really struggle with the thought of this one. But not David. David knew how to halal. We read about him leaping and singing when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back to Jerusalem in his underwear. I'm not choosing to halal in my underwear. You can be at peace about that. But David's wife was so embarrassed at her husband's display that she says to him, Oh, my how the king has distinguished himself today. And do you know what David's response was? I haven't even begun to praise God and humble myself in my own eyes. I haven't even begun to halal yet. Sometimes we have to humble ourselves to halal. And for some of you, that might just be raising your hands in worship. We all have different levels of halal. You know, Zephaniah 3, 17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. It's such a beautiful passage, isn't it? And I've always found it quite beautiful that God rejoices over us in singing. But it turns out 
that this word rejoice in Hebrew means to jump up and spin around under the influence of a violent emotion. God himself jumps up and spins around under the influence of a violent emotion over you. He's singing songs of gladness over you. He's not mad or angry at you. He actually sings your praises and jumps around under the influence of a violent emotion. And he proclaims victory and he proclaims destiny over you. God allows you. Can you imagine that? Scripture also tells us that when one sinner comes to faith, all of heaven rejoices under the influence of a violent emotion over that one lost sinner. Praise God. Can you imagine what the heavens would look like? It's not just a yay, there's Susan, great job. Actually jumping and spinning around and cheering under the influence of a violent emotion over you. Is anybody feeling challenged about the way that you worship this morning? It's a challenge. That's why I don't think our English does these words of praise and singing and worship justice in the Bible. Singing helps us to praise. Singing helps us to pray. And singing helps us to proclaim. It's good for us. It's good for us. Singing helps us praise. You know, the importance of singing praises to God is evident from the number of times it's commanded in Scripture. These commands are necessary because heartfelt praise isn't always easy. It takes intentionality. It's still a choice. In Hebrews 13, verse 15, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. It says we're to continually offer a sacrifice of praise. There's a cost to our worship. And for some of you, that might just be the thought of singing out loud. That's a huge cost. But it's not just the thought that counts in this instance. It's actually the outward expression of the thought that counts. Sing your heart out to God. We're offering back praise to the one who is worthy. You know, in the new covenant, we don't bring sacrifices of animals to the altar. We bring ourselves as a sacrifice of praise, rejoicing in our reconciliation with God through Christ. That's why it's so important for us to sing together in church, regardless of how our voices sound, regardless of how it makes us feel singing next to somebody else out loud. You know, God isn't interested in the quality of our voices or the sound of our voices. Otherwise, he would have given us all perfect voices. But it's our heartfelt worship to God that is a sweet, sweet sound in his ear. The sounds of his children abandoning themselves in praise to him. God who held nothing back from us, not even his only son, deserves more than just the dregs of our attention and the leftovers of our affection. He deserves and desires wholehearted praise. And it's our highest duty and our greatest joy to give it to him. Sometimes we don't feel like it. Or things in life make it hard to praise God. You might be sitting here today thinking, well, that's all well and good for you, Susan, but you don't know my circumstances. Divorce might have ripped the family apart. Your family member might have cancer. Maybe you're sitting here feeling anxious or depressed or lonely. You know, it's in these moments that we have to make a sacrifice of praise. We make a choice to worship. 
We make a choice to believe that God is still good even when our circumstances aren't. Toda, I'm choosing to worship. You know, Isaiah 61 talks about God giving us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. If you're battling depression or anxiety right now, maybe even loneliness, God wants to take away your despair and clothe you with praise and joy. It's time to todah, to choose to lift your hands in worship to him. You know, last year, many of you would know that I, I struggled with um, anxiety and burnout and had a significant period of time off work. And I know that many of you are feeling similar at the moment or maybe you have in the past and you know how it feels. And singing songs of praise normally comes quite naturally to me but because it's one of the ways that I connect best with God. But in this season, singing was really hard. But I knew that because of the dark pit that I was in, I actually needed to worship. I needed to make a choice to worship God. And at first I had no words. I, I put on worship albums to help me. Phil Wickham's Hymns of Praise saved my life. Song after song just spoke to my spirit. And eventually I was able to sing along to those words. Sometimes I would be on my knees just crying. Other times I would have my hands lifted high, still crying, but worshipping, lifting my hands, choosing to todah. And over time, as I made the choice to keep worshipping God, that burden became lighter. It actually gave me greater joy. I could sing out loud the words that I was listening to. And God healed my spirit, he healed my heart, he healed my mind over time as I chose to worship him. One of the most significant songs for me on this album, and, and many of you know it because we've sung it in church, was the battle song. Because I knew I was in a spiritual battle. I knew I was in it. And these are the words. When all I see is the battle, and that's all I could see, God, this is so hard. God, all I can see is the battle, but you see my victory. And I'm holding on to that victory, God. I'm trusting, I'm trusting in that victory because you can see it. When all I see is that mountain, God, you see that mountain moved. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. I'm trusting, I'm trusting in your love, God, even though I can't feel it. There's nothing to fear now for I'm safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. God, the battle belongs to you. I just had to keep declaring those words over my situation until my heart turned to praise. As I said, I'd be down on my knees sometimes, other times hands in the air, and God healed me. He has healed me. He's filled me with a new joy as I lift my hands in worship to him. But I've got to keep choosing. I've got to keep choosing to worship him, to todah sometimes, to yada other times, to barak. I've got to choose to keep worshiping him so I don't end up in that same dark pit again. I've asked her, uh, Susie, if she would uh, share some of her journey with singing as it helps her to praise God. We see Susie up here a lot on stage. I've gotten to know Susie quite well because she also leads worship in our Thrive space on a Thursday morning. And uh, I know it's, it's easy to see, even as we watch you, uh, just the Spirit of God moving in you and working through you as you, you praise and as you lead us in singing. Can you tell us how singing helps you to praise God? Happily. Um, as a lot of you might know, I absolutely love to sing. I love to do it. Um, and I feel, for me, that singing and worship um, 
is a gift from God. And just like creation and the beauty that we see around us in the trees and in the beautiful blue skies, that music and singing is the same. It's a gift for us to know more of God's wonder and his majesty and his power. And through the melody and the lyric of worship, we are able to express ourselves in ways that we otherwise can't. Uh, and the spirit moves in ways in worship and in singing that it otherwise doesn't. Um, King of Kings, which we sang a little bit earlier in, in the service, is a, a beautiful song that tells the story of Jesus coming down to earth and living a life amongst men and laying down his life and conquering death for our sake. And that song has been a really special song for me, um, particularly over the last couple of years. Uh, in 2020, my 37-year-old sister was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And that was a really hard time for me and for our family. And that song, when I could say and do nothing else, that song, choosing to lift the words of that song and of God having conquered death and overcome the greatest the greatest of things, that song alone was enough to get me through. And the words in that song um, just reminded me that God had a perfect and a wonderful plan for my sister and for me and for our family. And that song helped me lift myself up out of that place. And I couldn't help but worship him, singing songs of God's goodness and his mercy and his grace I just cannot help but praise him when I sing songs of him and what he's done. So good. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. Thank you for um, being vulnerable in that space. And I, I love, many of you would know this yourself, that in different seasons that we walk through, different songs speak to our hearts and help us to choose to worship God. I encourage you in this season... Find a song that speaks to your heart, that lifts your spirit and helps point you to Jesus. So singing helps us to praise. Singing helps us to pray. You know, when we're singing to God, we're also praying. The Hebrew word is tefillah. It's a prayer often sung as intercession and petition. A large portion of the book of Psalms are or contain prayers. And psalms were intended to be sung as prayers by all the people of Israel. And they were actually sung later on, we can see, in the New Testament churches. The value of singing our prayers is that singing helps us to engage with the emotional dimension of the truths that we're saying or the requests that we're praying, just as Susie talked about just then. In other words, singing helps us to bridge the gap between our brain and between our heart, between our intellect and our emotions. Many songs help us to process emotional pain that we might be carrying and bring us back to a moment of praise, just as many of the lamenting psalms throughout Scripture were designed to do. You know, when we're singing, we're actually asking God for things in, both, in song, both personally and corporately. However, it's good for us to be aware of what we're doing and what we're saying, to pray and sing with our minds fully engaged, to know what we're doing. As Paul puts it like this in 1 Corinthians, he says, So what shall I do? I will pray in my spirit but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I'll also sing with my understanding. You can't separate the two. Be mindful of what you're saying and worshipping God with in your words. I've asked Angus if he would share with us. I know Angus is a great man of prayer He's a man who knows his psalms and loves his psalms. And uh, right now, I also know, Angus, that you and your family are going through a really challenging season. Three of your loved ones are going through significant health issues. So I really appreciate uh, you being here to share with us and telling us how singing and the psalms helps you to pray. Thank you, Susan. Um... 
Often the hardest thing for me about prayer is actually starting. Starting can be hard because my mind is not in the right place. I can be depressed or distracted or worried about many things. Praising God and giving thanks helps to counter these things and brings me into God's presence. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Thanksgiving and praise are often not easy steps to take, but they are game changers. Whether I am washing the dishes or walking the dog, I found them to be hard steps of faith that bring breakthroughs in miraculous ways. These steps of praise and thanksgiving often take determination and even perseverance. But if I hang on to God like this, instantly or eventually, the breakthroughs do come. I should note that you can be in a deep and wide valley of despair and be experiencing difficult circumstances that might take a long time to get out of. But praising God and giving thanks in the midst of it will change you and help you to pray. I'm not a singer. Even Jason can sing better than me. I'm also not creative, so I need some help. Worship songs like Blessed Be Your Name by Matt Redmond and the Psalms are often my go-to. The Psalms are full of raw emotion as well as creative and wonderful statements I can read out to worship and come into God's presence. They are also full of wonderful promises, of, full of wonderful promises to build my faith and they're full of prayers to help me to pray. They help me renew my mind and align my mind with God's mind. Yeah, thank you, Angus. Thanks for your vulnerability this morning. And don't you love that? Angus doesn't feel like a singer, but he knows how to bring his prayers back to worship and praise of God, to make music with his heart. And I love what he said about how he needs help. And that's what music and singing does for us. So as well as singing being a way of helping us to praise and to pray, singing helps us to proclaim. Now, Paul strongly emphasised the teaching function of congregational singing. That might seem very strange. But as well as praising and praying when we're singing together, we're actually instructing and encouraging one another. This is also clear in the Ephesians 5 verse that I read out before where Paul encourages speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I love that when we sing together as a church family, we're experiencing heaven on earth. We're getting a small taste of what our experience in heaven is going to be like. Heaven won't be filled with people in their seats just admiring and listening to an angelic choir. We'll all be participating. We'll all be singing God's praises corporately. It will be amazing. And John describes exactly what this is going to look like in Revelation he says he sees a multitude of people from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. And together they're waving these palm branches around and they're singing God's praises. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. They're singing praise of worthiness. When we're singing, we're not just singing to ourselves. We're joining with the body of Christ from every nation, every tongue and every tribe. We're declaring to the world what we believe so strongly. Our singing is a witness. 
You know, another study done by uh, Krauss and Hayward in 2014 found religious music to promote a strong sense of connectedness with other people, a strong sense of connectedness with those around you. See, singing together as a church family, it promotes our connectedness. It promotes our unity as the body of Christ, as well as giving us the opportunity to hear the testimonies of faith of individuals around us. You know, when we hear people proclaim together in Christ alone, my hope is found. Praise Him. Christ lives in me. You know, and in doing so, we're actually helping unbelievers hear hundreds of testimonies. Have you ever thought about that? Together, we're witnessing to unbelievers of who we believe God is, of his goodness, of his faithfulness, of his unfailing love as we worship him. You know, the Psalms are full of moments where God calls his people to be a light to the nations through song. Psalm 96 is one example. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations. His marvellous deeds among all peoples. Singing is good, people. Singing is good for your mind. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. But it blesses others. Your singing and your worship to God blesses others. We're actually going to spend some time doing just that this morning. We're going to sing. I want to encourage you, especially if you're a little bit anxious about singing out loud. I want to encourage you, maybe close your eyes. Don't worry about the people around you. Make it between you and God. Worship Him and praise Him for who He is. I don't know if this morning for you it will be a todah moment. You're actually really struggling. You've got some big burdens on your heart and you've been struggling to praise Him. Can I encourage you? You're here in church this morning. It's a good start. Choose to lift your hands in worship to Him, to Todah, no matter what your circumstances. See, when we lift our hands, we kind of almost naturally lift our eyes. And when we lift our eyes, we're taking them off the circumstances. It's the way I like to think about it sometimes when I lift my hands in worship, taking my eyes off my circumstances and I'm focusing on Him who is able. Him who is worthy of all praise and all glory and all honour. And suddenly my circumstances become small. They become manageable even in the light of who God is. They're still there. They don't change. But suddenly my focus has changed. My heart is changed. That's what singing and praise does for us. Maybe this morning for you with the heaviness that's on your heart, it's more of a Barak moment. You might just feel that you want to get down on your knees and worship in humbleness and brokenness before God. To just say, God, I feel unworthy. But I'm choosing to Barak right now. I'm choosing in my brokenness to humble myself before you and worship you because you are good and you are faithful. Sometimes in the light of God's bigness, in his greatness, all we can do is kneel. Sometimes I feel like I can't go low enough when I'm in awe of his presence. 
Maybe this morning for you as you worship, it is just a yadah moment. The songs that we are going to sing right now are songs for me that I just can't help but lift my hands in praise because God is so good. He is so big and He's so faithful. Can we remember that together this morning? Let's stand together. If you're at home, I want to encourage you, stand in your lounge room or wherever you are. You've got uh, the, the added bonus of being a little bit more private. So sing it out, sing it loud, sing it proud. Let's choose to worship together as the body this morning. Let's unite as the body of Christ as we sing our testimonies of faith in who we believe God is.
Jesus, we celebrate who You are, how great You are. We praise Your Name together as a body of Christ. We praise You, Jesus, and we lift You high. And we've got one more song. I love this song. I love this song. Every time I come to this song, I can't help but lift my hands. It actually helped me to understand what Yada was even more because sometimes I'd be standing there going, no, not today. I'm just going to leave my hands down. It's like, oh, there they go. I can't help but praise Him for who He is. And my soul just soars as I remember His goodness and His faithfulness. Can you, we finish by Yadaring with me? this morning to lift our hands in worship because of who He is and what He has done. Come on, let's adore God this morning. of singing that lifts our spirits, that points us towards You, that actually does something physical, but spiritually, God, it turns our eyes to You. What a gift it is, what a privilege it is to be able to worship You with all our hearts, minds and bodies. We worship You, God. We worship You. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. So good. So good to be in your presence and worshipping you. God, would you encourage our hearts? Encourage.
encourage our hearts, God. Help us this week to continue to turn our eyes and our voices to You, to worship You. Seven minutes a day and we can change everything in You. Help us, God. We want to be more like You every day and live in the unforced rhythms of Your grace. And God, sometimes we choose to worship You. We choose. We make a sacrifice of praise. But God, as we lift our hands in worship to You, God, I pray that Your Spirit would continue to move and bring healing that we would see victory in our lives, that we would see brokenness mended, hearts restored, relationships restored as we worship You. We bring a sacrifice, an offering of praise to You this morning. Pray Your blessing over each and every person here and online, God, as they choose to turn their eyes to You and worship You. You are good and faithful. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to encourage you, if you are feeling a heavy burden in your heart today, and it is a struggle, you're feeling that real tension of toda. I just want somebody to stand alongside you and pray with you. We've got a prayer team who will wait around afterwards and they would love to stand alongside you and pray. It's what the body does to help you to lift your hands and your heart. So why don't you do that if you would like. Our prayer team are going to be here. Otherwise, have a great week. Try and practice seven minutes a day and see if it doesn't start to change your life. Bless you, church. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.